The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest is an artist and a songwriter who hails from England, but has since made her way to Los Angeles, California. With her mix of R&B and bedroom pop, she's starting to build a real name in the industry. Coming out with her new song, Not Cute, please welcome today's guest, Ella Rosa. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming out. I'm glad we got you. Yeah, I feel like we're hatting it up today. Yeah, I feel like the the vibes, the We're matching almost. It works. Yeah. It works. It's giving lounge. Lounge vibes. I'll take it. Yeah. How's your day going? Pretty good. I just had a full day. I'm feeling good. I just got off the plane last night, so I'm a bit on the rocks, like sleep-wise. I don't really know which way's up, but otherwise, I'm feeling really good. Love it. So you were coming from Miami, you were saying? Yeah, my parents now live in Miami, so Thanksgiving. We don't celebrate it, but I was just doing it because totally. why not? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I need to go home. Um, and I actually did absolutely nothing. I wrote like a bunch, but I didn't record anything. And I just like sat around and did nothing. And now I feel so much better. And we were just talking about it off camera for a second, but like being making this career sustainable and is so much more important than doing it all at once. Yeah. Because you could be the biggest artist in the world, but if it only lasts for a day because you can't handle it or because your body breaks down. I, I wish you told me this like a week. Oh. No, hey, I'm not kidding. I've never heard it like that. You went and took a break though. You did it. Yeah. I just have never heard it in that way, doing it all at once. That's what I think I get ahead of myself on. And a lot of people who are around me all the time say that like, take a breather because you don't have to do everything in 24 hours. Yeah. And I, that's, I, yeah. I have like this idea I go by 50-50 for all all the time that I, I spend working or putting my head down to get stuff done I keep mm. my head up and I see who's passing for the same amount of time and that consists of finding your vices outside of yes. this industry this is better than therapy <laughs> therapy with lover boy literally <laughs> maybe maybe that's the new podcast after this which I've been paying years for this <laughs> so tell me a little bit about who you are <sighs> It's a really good question, honestly. I'm figuring it out day by day, I think. Um, I think there's a lot of things at the moment that um, I'm learning just very, that it seems to be a lot of things that are coming into my life at the moment that are like learning lessons um, in the best way. It's it's not so painful um, as usual learning lessons are. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Um, yeah, it's not as painful as usual learning lessons are, but I think I think I'm having almost like a coming of age right mm. now, um, and giving less of a f, and doing more what I want, kind of. Um, and I think that is showing in a lot in my music. There's mm. there's music that I'm making, obviously for like you know syncing licensing and stuff. Totally, I have to make that type of music. I have to make a living. Yeah, but my artist project, I take like seriously in the sense that I'm making music that I am really really proud of and it's weird because I think I was making music like what you said you don't have to do everything so quickly mm. I think I was making music just to prove to people that like I am doing something you know like I'm, I'm not just sitting around in the studio not releasing music um and that's kind of how I, I guess how I felt when I was living in the UK I was recording a lot and just not releasing anything and everyone was like what are you doing mm. um there's yeah. a weird dichotomy to this industry where 
you need to have more than everybody else, but you also have to have the quality and you have to have the diversity. Yeah. And everybody here was the best from wherever they came from. They were the best of their friends. They were the best of their town. They were the best at whatever instrument or vocals or whatever whatever their their medium is. And you come out here and you feel like now you're in competition with all the other best. Yeah. Versus that same kind of beginnings when you can record and not release just because you enjoy the recording aspect. You record, you enjoy the creation part. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a lot to be said about being in L.A. There's a lot of people who kind of are here just to like, you know, be famous, do the whole scene thing. And that is completely fine. Like, I honestly think there's there's a rhyme and reason for that. Totally. But But I will say, like, to your point of, like, trying to do everything the best, I think, like, myself, I've been teaching myself a lot, like, through books and through art and all that, like, staying completely unique to yourself, so cliche, but really staying, like, as unique as possible to your story, to where you came from to the people that you surround yourself with that is the thing that's your fingerprint that will make you the most unique um and I'm a people pleaser so I find that incredibly impossible to do what I want to do and not what other people's think will make them happy totally so yeah it's kind of hard in this industry as a people pleaser but it's interesting because I feel like we all look at artists when we're growing up and the ones who sell out or the ones who don't sell out but don't make it, or this mm-hmm. or that. And it's just this weird sort of path that you have to figure out. How do I stay true to myself, but how do I do it in a way that I can monetize my art? Not for the fact that I need to sell it because I care about what people think all the time, but also just for the fact that if we want to keep doing this every day, we have to be able to sustain a life. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes also from, I don't have anyone in my family who's alive who who's in music so I don't mm. really have a path to follow in that sense like familiarly but in in like that kind of realm they are they're always like oh you can just just do anything that will make sense like you know that TikTok sound that says like just call Taylor Swift yeah like I swear to you I've heard my mom say that not Taylor Swift but like other people like my parents like they don't know a lot about it so it's a bit frustrating when it comes to let me just preface this. They have been so supportive. Like they've totally. helped me through and through like with my career. I cannot, no complaints. But um, I think this career is a lot of like figuring out it by yourself, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I come from a very similar background where my family has no idea what the fuck I'm doing. They appreciate it. They respect it. They push me and are my biggest supporters, but they don't know what it means. Yeah. If I say I got a big sync deal, that means nothing until the money signs come in. And that's fine. They don't they don't need to get it. That's not their job. That's that's our job. But it's also a weird path when like my dad's like knock down doors or and I'm like, what doors do I knock on? You know, that's so funny. My dad's like that, too. My dad is like a um, he's like a like self-made man, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and he's an incredible entrepreneur. Um and I think he's used a lot of his, I just recently learned what masculine and feminine energy is. Mm. And I think he used a lot of his masculine energy in the sense that he knocked down doors and that got him far. And sometimes I think art has to come from like not chasing, attracting. Totally. I'm not this like starry girl, but I will say like, I do think now that I've like taken a bit more of my feminine energy and, you know, retracted a little bit into myself. Yeah. Um, a lot of good has come from that and a lot of like organic good has come from that. 
it's yeah. you got to find your path with this. There's no one way to do it. And that's part of the reason I started the podcast is mm-hmm. if I can show 100 artists who are all finding success 100% differently, yet all have these weird cohesive little bottlenecks that happen, then you can see that this is if you're not yourself, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. unless you're trying to be a character, which is fine, too. It's a different way of going about it. Yeah. But put it waking up and putting on a mask every day is really tough and remembering to have it on. Yeah. But it's also it's just like there's so many different ways to go about this industry. You could knock down doors and find success out of it and find somebody, some huge person who you're going to be their intern and then be their assistant and then be there and make your way up. Or they'll hate what you're doing and they'll tell all their friends and you won't get a job. Exactly. And I think that there's some beauty in not knowing what the the path is. I think I put a lot of heavy weight on what the outcome's going to be. And I probably will get to that outcome eventually. I I pretty much know I will, but I don't think I'm going to get there the way I think I am. And that's what I'm letting go of this year. I mean, how much of what you've done already did you have planned word for word versus Mm. the ideas you already did? Like literally none of it. Like, no, none of it. I had like, obviously my five-year plan getting out of uni and I'm like, I'm going to make it. And it just doesn't happen the way that you think it does. And it's so beautiful that way because yeah. it's like it's you're making it slower than you expect. Mm-hmm. But at least in my case, and it's really beautiful because I'm making relationships that like matter and I'm meeting people that like I could write books about, honestly. It's crazy. When you look back and you see these documentaries on your favorite bands or you hear a song about your favorite your favorite artist or see the poster of them fucking spray painting a wall whatever it is that was most likely when they were on their way to make it exactly a lot of the people who fall off or who who lose their success or who get mentally sick or physically sick that happens when you can't turn a corner because everybody's following you not when you're in your room struggling to write a song you know there that stuff is is therapy versus the next part which is how do i sustain not being a regular person anymore and Uh, that's funny because I just had a moment two weeks before I went away and now I'm feeling replenished and good I had a moment where I just sat in a bar sounds so depressing I sat in a bar and I was just someone asked me like okay what's the next move for you and I just cried and I don't know why I cried but I just I think I was hitting my like peak um and and they were like you have to realize sometimes that like this part of you and the nitty gritty like shit of it basically sorry i don't know we're allowed to swear oh you can swear oh um but in the shit of it basically you are having the most fun at least i am and i'm realizing like when i'm looking back even weeks like pass i'm having a lot of fun doing it Mm. um and to be honest i think once i get to that point that i'm like i finally made it i can tell my parents like and i can support them and stuff like that I don't think or I can make my friends proud and you know all those accolades that come with success I don't think I'm gonna be as happy as I am right now Mm. I'm gonna I'm really really blessed god I shouldn't be saying this this is like me counting my blessings too quick but the way you're talking about it is so honest in the fact that most people in this industry their success comes from when they can buy their parents a house And they can go to the grocery store without having to look at how much everything costs. Mm -hmm. Or they can get whatever the house they want in L.A. to an extent. Mm -hmm. You know, even the rich can't get every house here. But it's so interesting because if that's your success, 
then you could hit that way sooner than you expect, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, that's a really good place to be because then you don't have some peak when it comes to what you can actually do with your music. Yeah. If your success is playing Madison Square Garden, what happens if you play it next year? Exactly. Are you just done? Are you going to not enjoy happens? life? Yeah. You know, and with those new successes that you're talking about and the things that make it, that that's true happiness. You get to you get to help the people that helped you along the way. Yeah. And so many people who are saying they want it, their their only goals to hit a million on a song or or get a, a yeah. billboard chart or whatever it is that that gives yourself a cap that is a little too obtainable to enjoy this forever yeah but then there's an opposite side of it which i get told a lot like my dreams are very lofty like mm. i have goals that are very very lofty and i feel disappointed when i don't reach them so i that's why right now i'm trying to really find happiness and like those tiny little moments that are like little wins or just like totally. life wins honestly yeah. yeah i have an issue where i count my blessings sometimes a little too early yeah and that's something i'm working on where i'm just trying to like understand that these things are going to happen they're already in the universe they're already happening but be excited about it once it's done versus five steps early. Yeah. Do you do the thing where you don't say anything until it's fully done? Now I'm trying to do that. I do that now because at the, every single time without fail, when I tell someone something wrong happens totally. and then I look like an idiot because I'm like, it didn't actually happen. But I'm trying to, that's something I've been trying to figure out too is there hasn't been a lot that happened. And that was my, my thing. I've told everybody everything for as long as I can remember because I'm excited and because I'm very happy about it. But I'm still enjoying my life and I'm happy with it. So yeah. am I wondering what could have happened if I didn't tell people or am I just excited about the fact that it's worked out so far? True. But I don't I feel like you look, not you, but like you, everyone, you totally. look like a bit of a dick if it doesn't actually happen. You Absolutely. keep on saying like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's like, that's the issue with it. Is anything happening for you? Yeah. 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 Well, and a lot of the times the stuff I don't talk about that I'm not thinking about that happens yes and then the stuff that i am talking about i love about, when that happens it's nice and it, it shows me that i don't always need to talk about it yes. i don't even have to know about it sometimes i do not chase i attract straight up <laughs> oh, we're gonna we'll clip that we'll we'll loop it yes <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you started did you start once you moved to um new york when you were 11 or pre in england i think because of all the like stress of of moving i found my love for music I really didn't have a lot mm. um in in terms of like I moved to a new city and I didn't really know anyone so I was yeah. like okay what's what can I bring over that I've mm. always been in love with and it's always been music so I think I I was looking I just made a TikTok about the the songs that I made when I was like 11 when I was literally like on the plane moving and they are so I didn't even spell the words right like I didn't even like have the effort to spell the words right anyway the music was bad but nonetheless I was writing when I was mm. like pretty young um Eleven's really young to be writing yeah but it was bad but let's say you have to write your thousand bad songs before you write your first good one yeah true you either start when you're 11 and you finish that by 18 you're right yeah or you start at 18 and you finish it by 30 you're right you're right you're right I don't right. think those numbers added yeah up, yeah but... I don't think so either but I loved <laughs> this incentive <laughs> so you moved to New York. Where in New York did you move? Uh, I moved to the East Side. The East Side, yeah. And d how, like, far after that were you writing with other people or showing people what you were doing? So I was never actually 
saying that, I guess I was writing with people when I was like 15. Okay. So I started working with a lot of, I started in the EDM world, which is kind of random. Me too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, then when like dubstep was coming around. Oh yeah, I was I played shows with Carnage and Corolla yes. and all these people. That was yes. my that was my past life. Okay, yeah. I feel like it was a different like it's what. That's that music, like the old EDM, the old the uh, Swedish House Mafia, the Skrillex, the the Dr. P, all these people. That's like that's fucking vintage music. It now. feels like it almost. Well, I was like performing with all those people at like like those kind of, mm-hmm. you know, venues like Corolla and all them, like like highlight ballroom and Webster Hall, like those at Absolutely. 15. And I literally, we were reminiscing when I was in New York um, a week ago, we were reminiscing and I was like, remembering the time I went to a club and I was performing and I was 16. Hmm. Very That's illegal. Crazy. Um, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. And I had literally had braces. Like oh, yeah. I had full on braces and I was like, let me in. Like I'm performing. And they were like, we don't care. Like <laughs> literally like, it's too young. They didn't care. But I, I ended up performing, but, it was just so funny. Like that time in my life was like, felt felt like a different one. Anyway, that was the way that I got into writing and, and stuff like that. And then I kind of didn't find my feet until I recorded for like three years straight in the UK. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to come to LA for a week and see what happens. And I booked a session twice a day, every day. Wow. And and I wrote and then I was like, oh, I think I actually like kind of like the singer songwriter genre. I didn't even know that was a genre. Totally. Um, and I guess it was falling more into the R&B realm and I just kind of like slipped into it. Um, but dance music is kind of how I've always known modern music. Yeah, that was that was sort of the highway to get here. Yes. So when you say R&B, what side of that? What, where, where, what are kind of the uh, the impetus? What are the uh, I think like what are you listening I- to? Oh, I listened to like modern R&B. It was nothing, nothing too like throwback. I was listening to a lot of like, like Umi, I guess you could mm-hmm. call R&B. Like a lot of, like I love jazz. Like jazz is my, I listen to jazz every day. Like that's kind of where I like, where my bread and butter of music is at least. Or like the music that I listen to is. That and like classical are the two genres that I like really fall back on. Totally. So um, like almost like the soulful side of it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I would say I would say like the the soulful side. I didn't really even know like I knew that R and B was like a huge genre, but like I was so naive when I came into the music industry. I had no idea that like me saying like oh I make R and B music was gonna like coin me as an R and B artist, you know? And totally. I and I kind of am now like uh, 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 reversing. Well, that's a big I, I did this uh interview with this girl Legra Miles and we were talking about uh genres and whether she she was from her perspective they're incredibly constricting which I agree with yeah um I think they have utility when it comes to a listener but I think for an artist they're ridiculously constricting especially from the label standpoint or whatever yes. that's a whole different thing but I feel like that's the situation when you feel like I make this kind of stuff. I like this, but then people feel like that's what you have to be making or it's not the right kind or it doesn't fit it correctly. That's when it becomes an issue and it's not freeing. And I have like so much music at the moment that I have just in the, you know, the whatever, the archives. And I'm like, I should probably be releasing all that because it's all, in my opinion, and to the people that I've played it to, like it's all good music, but I'm so afraid that it's not going to fit into like what I'm, like the brand that I'm giving off at the moment. Um, which I think is important at the end of the day, you are like 
a product absolutely as a musician sounds awful but like people want to know what they get people yeah. that's why people go to starbucks and mcdonald's that's like if we weren't products we wouldn't be able to to sustain this forever exactly yeah um and i don't want to give it like a higgledy piggledy of like everything but i do think yes i completely agree that genres are a bit constricting um i think it's good for the, like words of description totally. i think to say like someone has like you know, vibes of R&B and vibes of, like, new era, like, wave or whatever. Like, I think that's good. But I think saying someone's an mm, artist is crazy. I think just using it using it as, as guidelines is tough. But using it as inspiration is beautiful. And, yes. and also, like, what, do you just not want to give somebody the opportunity to find music that they enjoy? Exactly. Like, it's a really good way for... A, it's a good descri- descriptor, I think. Yeah, 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 descriptor. Where somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and doesn't know music, they're going to Spotify and they're saying, hmm, I want a new pop song. What kind of pop? I want a new bedroom pop song. Yeah. I'm going to go and then they find you. And great, exactly. maybe they wouldn't have found yeah. you through that same path before. And that's why like, I love having these trips away because sometimes like, and when I'm speaking to people who are not in the music industry, it's nice to see it from a bird's eye view. Like, that's what that my friend was saying. She was like, why don't you just release all of it? And I was like, honey you don't understand but she had a point like why don't i absolutely release it? well if you go show somebody who goes if i show my parents right now a song and a demo the demo is recorded on an sm7b and the song's recorded on a thirty thousand dollar 251 yes they're gonna say what's the difference they don't fucking know yeah they don't care yeah if i if one of them's eq differently they don't know no they want a good song if the song sucks behind it they're not going to enjoy it no matter how polished it is that's so funny that's so true like my parents was were listening to it literally they were listening to a demo that i made like in an hour like Mm -hmm. actually i had an hour to make it i just did it it was like almost voice notey i did it on a usb mic yeah that's how bad it was and my mom was like did the whole like why don't you just call taylor swift she'd love this and i'm like huh we'd love to call taylor swift yeah (laughs) That'd be, that'd be phenomenal. It's weird. It's a weird dichotomy where you have to kind of, a lot of people won't understand what you're doing until it hits the radio or, or hits a certain playlist that makes them understand where you're at. Yeah. And to be fair, as a listener and as an audience member, they don't owe me shit. Like Mm -hmm. I should be as polished, as put together, as understandable as possible. If I show up and I'm like, I'm kind of this and I'm also this, but like an almost a tiny bit, like people are going to be like, I don't have time for you, girl. Like, yeah. do what you need to do and get off stage. Absolutely. And well, when you go to a meeting for a label, they don't care. They don't want to hear if it's a demo or not. They yes. want to understand that no matter what, it's the best version of whatever you have yes. already. They're not asking questions. They're either going to like it or they don't. Yeah. So, but it's it's sometimes I have to remind myself. I have to think of like the dude who fixes my air conditioning. I don't fucking know what he's doing. Yeah. It, it, he could do nothing. It might make me feel like the world's changed. Yeah. But but that's that's Consumer. what we're doing. We're we're doing something that most of the world does not understand. Yeah. But they consume. Yeah. And that's 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 fine. Yeah. That's, it's like catching emotion in a bottle, which is impossible sometimes. But it's still something we're gonna run around the room trying we're to do. We're gonna try and do that. Yeah. So you're coming out with a new song soon. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about it? On Friday. On oh th- this Friday. This Friday, yeah, the second. So, so this is I maybe I have one for this week, but maybe next weekend. So next Wednesday. Yeah. So last Friday, your song came out. Last, last Friday. No, last, last, last Friday. My other song came out called Wait Dance. And then when this comes out last Friday, your this yes. song would have come out. Yep. Congratulations. Yes. 
Oh, yes. So oh, my God. Out. So you can talk about it as if it's completely out because it's out. I hope future Ella is doing great. She's doing amazing. And I hope you're doing great. He's doing amazing. I hope the world's amazing right now. Everything's great. Yeah. You, there's nobody who's not happy at this exact moment. Everybody's smiling and hugged and loved by their family and with their friends. Manifesting. Because of your song. Literally. (laughs) Hopefully people are making babies to the song. Make some babies, people. Yeah. Or practice. Or practice. Yeah. All the above. As long as you're you're practicing making babies or making (laughs) babies, then you're in the right place. Do one of two. So tell us about your baby making song. Um, so it is actually about me moving around so much. Awesome. The vibe is very like sexy sensual um but the song itself is about like packing all my boxes like Mm. i can't speak to anyone anymore like i have to go i was talking about i actually wrote it like while on a moving day um i was moving from house to house in la so it wasn't a massive move it wasn't like anything crazy but i was it kind of sparked up a bit of uh i don't want to say the word trauma because that's so dramatic but like it sparked up a bit of uneasy feeling in my totally. in my body i felt very like oof i felt this before and i really don't like feeling uncomfortable like this in a way it's a different type of uncomfy for me at least yeah. um and i just was like in this session thinking about i'm reminiscing i guess about i can't stay in one place i don't enjoy staying in one place and sometimes you have to marinate in things and i this was kind of the song to be like stop it you don't look cute right now. Enough of that. That's why the song is called Not Cute. So it's a song that that helps you understand that it is time to move on sometimes, but sometimes it's also time to stay where you are and not let yourself move too quickly. Yeah, like just because I'm uncomfortable doesn't mean I have to move. Sometimes that's the best place to be. Yeah. But also sometimes it's not. Yeah. And so many people say, sit in your uncomfort. And I agree a lot of the time. But sometimes you do need change in order for that to become accessible yeah i agree and i think i think a lot of the time i'm well what i've been taught in my life is i've been i've been forced to move to a lot of different places Mm -hmm. um based on either like just family moving or like now that i'm an adult or trying to be um it's more like i have to move because of my career totally um and that's fine but it does feel a bit like you know hurried along yeah. um and now i'm just trying to make my a life in la and i think this song for me was at least like it was supposed to be soothing audibly because i wanted to soothe myself in that moment i wanted to feel like it's all right like you're not always gonna be not flustered and i felt in that moment really really flustered and i think it was a bit of a slap on the wrist or in the face to be like stop your whining suffocate anything that you're feeling right now Mm. and just like sit there and it sounds awful to say that to yourself you should be more you know soft but I just found that moment that I was like moving around so much that I was just like enough of it you know do you think that you've gotten to the point because of all the moving where no matter where you're moving it's just associated with this feeling of next versus yeah. continuing what you're already doing what you're doing now yeah moving in LA luckily you get to continue yeah but it still is connected to that same feeling yeah it is and it's like that's how I'm I'm learning a lot like through therapy and stuff like I'm learning a lot about 
how things that aren't even related to things that you've had in the past can like spark up this this feeling absolutely um and i think that's what i felt when i when i made this song so i kind of wanted it to be an anthem for people to you know soothe their unease or or kind of like a it's okay girly type song or boyy there's nothing more useful than advice coming from somebody who's lived it lived the yeah. the feeling over and over and mm-hmm. clearly you've moved and you've moved and you moved and you've it's not just moving town to town you've made some really big moves in your life and i feel like you talking about that from your perspective is genuine and can actually help people who are new to this situation or in a very similar space yeah versus me who i've moved a lot but nothing outside of from here to or from michigan to here i've never really had something as life altering as England to America yeah. or New York to odd. LA. Yeah. Um, and I think that's super helpful. And I think there's probably gonna be a lot of people out there who can find yeah. solace in your situation. And of course there's gonna be anxiety and stress built into the situation. There's it's mm-hmm. impossible for it not to be. But now they have this roadmap that that they can understand that somebody else is going through this and has been through it and they're doing okay. Yeah. I hope I, I at least hope it's like a moving you know, breakup song. You're breaking up from the past life and going into something a bit more sick. But that could also be implicated into regular daily life that isn't just moving. It's that feeling of when you're yeah. in your bed and you're depressed or sad or whatever the the inclination is and you can't move from your bed to, to continue your life. And maybe you need that yeah. little push to know that it's okay to get out. And whether it feels good or not, yeah. it's necessary. Exactly. I think I think that's probably why I did it in that moment because I was so frustrated with my kind of mope. I felt like very mopey in that moment. Totally. Um, Which is human. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So human. And I feel like if nothing else, if you didn't feel that way, it'd be a little odd. Then maybe you didn't enjoy your situation before enough. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you think moving to LA has done for you, for your music? Has it given you a perspective of, of, I need this to work and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there? Or does it feel like you're kind of here and it's just going to happen around you? No, I feel like it's a bit of both, honestly. Um, Like what you said at the beginning when everyone's like the best at what they do here. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like that. I feel like England taught me a lot about how to be, uh, you know, no pride, like busking, like go on the street and like just sing and just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it as much as you can. Um, and I, you know, I, I got my chops there. And then and then New York taught me how to be hard mm-hmm. and, like, don't take shit from nobody. And then L.A. kind of taught me how to be a professional. Mm. Like, I really can't mess. I'm an adult now. Like, I have to start doing it. Like, if no one's going to push. No one has the time to push me to do it. Not my mom, not my dad, like, not my best friends, no one. Like, I have to do it myself. Um, so it is a bit of like, I have to make it work. And then it also totally. is like, I have these, ma- like today something really magical happened and I didn't even push for it. Like mm. there's a lot of things that happen when you're on the pitch, I guess. What does, what do American, um, how do you say, uh, what's like the football field? You're, like you have to, to be. Oh, when you're on the field. Yeah. Like to win. Or you're playing the game. Yes. You have to be able <laughs> Sometimes when you're not thinking about where you're going, you end up finding yourself going the right direction. It's like when yeah. you're driving 
and you're in LA and you're stuck in traffic and you realize you've gone five miles, but you don't remember it. Yes. But you do remember the chorus from the new song that you heard three minutes ago. Yeah. It's just like the things you're paying attention to don't always shine as bright as you'd like them to. Exactly. But sometimes the things that you're passing have the biggest, brightest lights. Yeah. It's it's weird. And we were talking about this before and the sustainability of, of mm. all this. And Is there anything that you do to kind of keep that sustainability? Is there a way that you get out of L.A. or something that you implement in your life? I work out a lot. Huge. I'm training for a marathon in January. That's incredible. It's going okay, like solidly okay. Um, Most people will never train for a marathon. I know. A lot of my friends and people around me are like, oh, you don't need to. I'm like, if I don't, I'm just, and also like, why not? I kind of just want like a goal. Like I kind of just like a fitness goal to be like, I want to run this amount of miles like it'll make you so healthy and keep you in like i think that being in this industry we're all very similar we're having a goal having this almost very tough to to unobtainable to many goal is the best thing to get us to go harder exactly and gives us fuel and i think that it also links me a lot with the way that i see work like i have Mm -hmm. these like my massive goals is the run is the massive race that I'm going to be doing in January and like the little training runs like the two miles or like the six miles and then the 10 miles is like those little wins like that I do it makes me feel I'm moving in a forward moment like motion I I was running four to six miles a day every day for a long time all all of COVID that's mental all of my weight it was the healthiest I've ever been and the one thing I realized is that is the most obtainable way to stay healthy mentally and physically. If you're why go is to a, that? Why is running like, because I hate running. That's but the, why. But like, yeah, but running really, it's the only thing to me at least that like pushes me out of my comfort zone. Totally. Makes me feel like shit, but I f- good. I feel like it's that self-induced anxiety, that self-induced pressure. Like when you're running and you get to where you need to go and you're fucking exhausted and tired and just like your body hurts but you realize you have to go back that is the best feeling you're like i could call an uber or i'm gonna get there and it's fine and i'm gonna get there i've done this before and like the uber's really funny to me i've I've definitely done it no just once but i'm saying no as if it's probably gonna happen like tomorrow but i wish i didn't do it and you like are in the uber like this I, i was just like you know what I'm taking my L today. Yeah, and like tomorrow that's I gotta it. now I don't have a choice tomorrow. Yeah. And then I, I had to go a little further the next day. Exactly. So I, didn't, I didn't feel like you're just fucking like yourself asshole. the next day. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. But I feel like that self-induced stress, if you can be the hardest stress on yourself and also recover from it, yeah. then nobody else can fuck with you. Nobody true. else will be as hard on you as you will on yourself. Yeah. At least that's how I am. Exactly. And it's not always the healthiest thing. I was gonna say it goes it goes the other way. Cause I have this like weird thing always that like my inner person is constantly telling me like they don't like you Mm. that wasn't good enough or like you don't even belong here kind of thing totally um and i think a lot of people feel like that i think actually everyone thinks that 100 percent. some people's person is a little smaller and some of it's bigger but i think that I I just think like running and fitness and meditation and all that sounds floofy and annoying and bleh, but it works. It literally just works. Absolutely. Well, I remember like being a kid and telling myself that 
once I start getting older, my knees hurt or whatever. Like all this stuff doesn't matter because I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And then you start realizing that like we're we're young, we're lucky. Yeah. But life gets older, and and if it you matters. can if you can sustain the ability to be on stage and dance and sing, mm-hmm. is that not worth everything in the world to you? Oh no, literally. And I think that's part of the reason that this world pairs so well with working out and that endurance side mm-hmm. of things is because everything that you're doing there helps on stage mentally, physically. Do you want to be the person on stage who gets tired or do you want to be the person who looks like fucking Beyonce and walks off stage and can still run a marathon? Exactly. And that's up to that's up to us. That's that's I mean, if you're a kid out there and you want to be the best on stage, that comes with also being able to be healthy and yeah. showing up too. Yeah. If you're always feeling like shit and you don't show yeah, up. Yeah, you have to be like fucking on it. Absolutely. You just have like, yeah. No one has time for it if you're not, to be honest. And you, no, not at all. And somebody else is going to take your place. I was going to, I was just going to say that, and then I don't want to sound mean, but it's true. Oh, it's there's, true. Yeah, there's a bunch of other people who would die for it. You and, know. And there's a lot of people. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking about all these amazing musicians and people that I look up to my whole life, from from Janis Joplin to Jimi Hendrix to to fucking Baby Jake to whoever it is right now. Yeah. And you think of all the people that could have been there and had the talent, but didn't have the few other resources, the, yeah. whether it's not their fault and it's the stability part of it and just didn't have the opportunities that I know I'm very lucky to have, mm-hmm. or it's the, the mental side or the physical side. And, yeah. and they were not the person who showed up. Maybe they were better, but they didn't show up. Exactly. And that's why when I was working with a band, that was the first thing I said when I was like auditioning people, I was saying, I don't like most of the people who pulled through were very, very talented. Mm. So I didn't really have to be like, oh, you have to shape up a bit. Everyone was very, very good. So at the end of the day, I was like, I don't really care what solos you can do. That's sick. But like reliability is all of it. Huge. Yeah. And that's also tough in this industry because it's also a lot of people who are very connected with their emotions, sometimes too much. I'm a very anxious person. I And sometimes you have to be the person who can walk in the room and pretend you're not until you're not. Yeah. It doesn't always last. Yeah. But if you can trick yourself, you can probably trick everybody else for the 30 seconds it takes to feel comfortable. I think it's like that, like through osmosis, if you smile a lot, you may become a bit happier. Absolutely. I think so. Someone's going to come for me for that. I know. but, But it's true. And I think if somebody comes for you for that, then maybe they need to smile a little bit more. Yeah. So... I don't know if you can be mad at somebody for being happy yeah. or at least trying to. Exactly. I think can I take more. my jacket off? I definitely have a hole at the bottom of my pants, so I'm doing oh, the same thing. yeah. Okay. It's like a skirt by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's badass. Where'd you get that? House of Sunny in New York. Badass. The Sponsor whole... me. Are you... so is a lot of the way you dress 70s inspired? No. Recently, I just my my bestie from England had a jacket like this one. Uh, like a Penny Lane jacket, and I was like, oh, "I need it." It's so so I found I found one on the street, like on a just, rack. Just laying on the, yeah, on the I, road. Cu- I have to stop saying that. I've said that like six times, and everyone's like, "You stole it." <laughs> like, yeah, and what? Well, I was just thinking, just like an old jacket laying on the street. That would have been iconic, but no. a sick find. That would have been a sick find. Yeah, but it's in dry good, cleaning. Yeah, it doesn't look gross. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks slay. Yeah. It looks like I've never used that word in that in that context. In that context, what what would that be? A verb, an ad, adjective, a 
you're asking the wrong girl. Me too. I did not pay attention in school. <laughs> um, so last Friday, your song came out. So weird, future me. Future you. Is there anything you want to say to your future self? <sighs> you look good. Stop worrying about it. Fuck Stupid. yeah. You too, lover boy. <laughs> and what's coming out next? What's uh, what's the next move? Um. Oh, so Christmas. But also my EP comes out in January, which I'm really, really excited That's about. So exciting. And I have a show at the Peppermint Club on the 18th of January, which I'm like Beautiful. just locked in today. Please. I would. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it's the first time I'm going to be playing the EP. So it's the first time anyone will actually hear it through and through. Um, and it's a completely different setup. I don't have a band this time. Solo? Yeah. Are you playing an instrument? Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm like practicing a lot on the piano. Um, and I'm getting better. Um, like performing wise, I, I can play piano fine. But it's like the performance side of it is like mm. the scary because you're like. <laughs> it's it's tough in being there playing an instrument where you can't move like that, especially piano. Yeah. I was just listening to this comedian today say the reason you walk around on stage is so nobody can expect where you are next. Because if, if you're not moving, it's very easy to look at your phone and understand where they are. Yes. You don't want to see what's going on. Oh, my God. But if you're really fucking good and you got a phenomenal voice, yeah. then then that's your that's your movement. That's your vehicle. Exactly. You're right. Um, but, yeah, the EP though. comes. Shut up. The EP comes out in January. Very, very excited. It's called Anxious Attachment Style. Oh, that's sick. That's what I have. What do you have? Do you know? I actually don't even know if I have it, but I just, like, feel like I do. I don't, I don't have anxiety, do you say? Anxious attachment style. Like, what, what's your attachment style? What does that mean? So, like, with lovers, pff, sounded really like my mom, with, like, people that you're in love with or friends or acquaintances, do you get really attached to them and you're like, please don't leave me? Or do you get, like, avoidant attachment where you're, like, attached, where you're like, oh, I need to push them away before I get too crazy? I'd say more attached. Um, but I'm also really good at being alone. That's it. It's not yeah. like I've been with my girlfriend, Elle, for seven years. Love you, Elle. She's the fucking best. And I think there's definitely been periods where it's changed. And at the beginning, we were inseparable in a way that maybe wasn't healthy. Yeah. And then, you you know, you get to a point when you're seven years in where you know that they're home. You know that they're seven okay. Years, I just calculate seven years is insane. That's just insane. like fully. You see how slow that worked? crazy seven years is mental it's crazy but i found my person and i'm very yeah. happy for that and i'm also i'm really good at leaving in in a healthy way yeah. i camp almost every weekend by myself um be careful i know that's that's the my parents God. are not happy about it yeah but it's that's that keeps that's my sustainability that's my my running still that's my consistent is yeah there's a night every single week where she she can be by herself and think and, and be there and know that I'm okay and vice versa. That is and so beautiful. The next night we're back together and we're happy and it it's helped us be um sustainable. That's gorgeous. We're happy. Not me tearing up. What <laughs> She's the a hell? good person. It, and Elle, we were just talking. You gotta get on an episode. Yeah, Elle, what the heck? What the heck, Elle? What about you? Boyfriend? Anxious boyfriend, anxious oh. attachment style. <laughs> I'm like, all the you above. Um, definitely anxious attachment style for sure. Like I, friends, lovers, whatever it is, like I need attention all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's why I wrote all this music. There's a like the focus track of the EP is called "Ruin My Life," and it's about this like 
dark, murderous song about, it's a drum and bass song, basically like theatrical, this woman, me, just like murdered or whatever, the guy who ruined her life or girl who ruined her life. And that is just kind of like in my head, that's how it always plays out. It sounds psychotic, but it always plays out like they're going to leave me and then I'm going to have to do something wild to keep them here. Which is mental. I can't believe I just said that on live I, TV. <laughs> I think I think that probably the most accurate connection to most people and how they how they feel. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have the balls to to say it. I agree completely. And we've definitely like everybody has a rocky road at some point in rocky times. And I can't I've never been in a relationship where I wasn't crazy when it was ending and tried to do something to get him back or yeah. vice versa it's just it's the human experience if you it's love where you glue. are if you love who you're with or where you are or your situation you're gonna fight for it yeah and everybody's fight looks crazy in the moment mine is not cute <laughs> my single <laughs> well i'm really excited to hear the ep i'm excited thank to hear you. all the music i think you're killing it i'm a fan thank you that's um, so sweet. And it was so great having you on the podcast. No, I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Let's do another one after uh, the EP comes out. I Let's would love that. Because that will be in the stage of me making the new stuff. And so you can Let's be like, it. what's happening? And then you can answer yourself from this interview <gasps> and then tell yourself for the next interview. Oh my God, yes. Another thing. And then we do it until I'm like 80. Done. And then I die. How about like 100? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well until you're 100 it was so good having you, you on i appreciate you thank you everybody you for listening thank go you. check out her music her new song which is called not cute not cute is out now on all platforms go stream it up go show your friends have your friends show you again just keep racking up the streams support and uh go see her at the peppermint club yeah the 18th awesome. well thank you for coming on i appreciate you all thank you and to everybody listening my name is Ella Rosa, and this is an experiment. Bye, everybody. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. That was easy as fuck. The experience is the experiment. <laughs>